Welcome back to The Growth Guide. Today, we have Seth Goldstein. Seth is an entrepreneur, founder, podcaster, father and husband, as well as a social media junkie. Seth, thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going? It's Keegan, right? Yeah. I got it right. Yay, first time. Woohoo! <laughs> I thought it was a good thing. Yeah, we do a little warmer now. We were talking before the episode. Uh, how about it was here in Calgary? It was like minus forty, minus fifty over the past weekend. So, which we uh, learned is forty happen. negative is forty negative in Fahrenheit too. So, <laughs> the more you know, right? Exactly. So, because you've been, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've been in digital marketing now for is it fifteen or sixteen years? Sixteen years as of um, November. So. What have you seen change in the digital landscape since you started? Oh my God, what hasn't changed? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> um, the iPhone came out. Um, social media, <laughs> social media started. I mean, Twitter started two thousand seven in South by Southwest. Twitter has since imploded. So, its life cycle. I've seen Twitter launch and die. In for better for worse, you know. <laughs> Um, I mean, literally SEO has gone the gamut. I mean, it's gone from everywhere, uh, keyword stuffing to no keyword stuffing to the exact match domain names to stuff that has nothing to do with any of that. And just all AI. And mm. you know, it's, now we're trying to figure out how to get, you know, mentioned in chat GPT when you search for a source. So that's mm -hmm. an interesting po point now. So, so in regards to the SEO side, Kind of mm -hmm. over the past five years, what are kind of like the more technical things that have changed for people to start actually ranking on the terms that they want to? Yeah. So it started out, it started out when you could just, five years ago was, five years ago? Yeah. Five years ago was exact match domain name. So like, it would have been like contractor in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. And you would get Doylestown, you know, contractor in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. You get ranked for that very easily. Google realized that, well, that was stupid. We got to block that. So now everyone with those dominions are stuck with that. But now it's more technical. It's more you want to still get the links back, but now you can actually get mentioned without a link, and they'll still Google will still connect the dots, which is really neat. So you could say, you know, Keegan Carthy, you know, founder of, you know, of your of your agency says X and you don't get a link, which you used to, to fight saying, Well, can you link me please? No, it doesn't matter anymore. They're gonna so Google will figure out who the heck you are, where to put you. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. As of this year, I think, or, or well, well last month. Something I've noticed a bit too, like on at least on the personal branding side, like more knowledge panels are starting to get triggered just from people just showing a social media presence even yes. without any web content. Like myself, myself as an example, like I have next to no blog content, like a handful of guest posts, if that, but yeah. it's like, I'm very active on social media. I get good engagement. The content is good because people are engaging with it. Like I just said, yeah. but we're pretty much right there for a knowledge panel. So it's going back to your point. Google is smart enough now that it'll figure out where to put you and where to drive the user. I mean, I'm still a big proponent of owning your content. I was just on another podcast okay. earlier today. We talked about a recent post I did on my Marketing Junto uh, Marketing Junto newsletter about for crying out loud, own your content. You know, I'm a very big proponent of yes, post your stuff on social media, but also have it on a blog. Also mm -hmm. have it downloading on a regular basis. Make sure that because you know LinkedIn can think you're spamming, which happened to me. 
and you're not, you're trying to secure it, make it more secure, and the robot decides you're a bad person, and you're out for 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you ha- my, I'm a very big proponent of owning your content first, and then repurposing it elsewhere, so. For sure. So you were talking about, you mentioned a little bit about trying to get mentioned in like chat GPT. So kind of, can you dive a little bit more into the AI implementation and digital marketing? Yes. AI is great. I mean, it's not going to, not in the current iteration, it's going to take over the world. This is not Skynet, folks. Uh, (laughs) It's, it's, it's spicy autocorrect on steroids, meaning that, and I can't, I don't claim to come up with that term. I think Leo Laporte and Jeff Jarvis on the Twit Network came up with that term. I just tend to like it. Um, AI is great for getting you started. So if you need a blog post, 500 words about X, it'll give you something. But my God, you have to rewrite it. It writes like a fifth grader. It writes like my son who's in fifth grade. And it says, (laughs) in conclusion, in summary, it's just like, no, people don't write like that. So you take the content and you, re- you remove it around, you put your own flavor to it. But AI in marketing is going to cut down on the time it takes to come up with content. Like if I need an image for, for a blog post, I'm not going to go get a photographer to go take this photo for me. I can go to Adobe Stock, grab a stock photo, great. Or I can come up with something more creative and use Dolly or Midjourney and throw it together that way and have something that's clearly AI. Or even if it's not clearly AI, close to being AI with, you know, six fingers. <laughs> and, you know, they don't know fingers yet. They're getting better. Um, but you're able to use AI to augment your work, not take over your work. 100%. And I think you're spot on with that. It's not here to take over the world. We're not all going to be out of jobs, in my opinion, anytime soon. It's just there to help people perform the monotonous tasks and just help aid with certain things that's the that's where we're at right now yes absolutely you're spot on buddy so with seo and digital marketing as a whole i found a lot of business owners they without an agency if they've been burned before want to do it themselves whatever they struggle to stay on top of it what would your advice be just keep going i mean literally set yourself reminders in your calendar and say every friday from 1 to 2 p.m i'm doing content Mm-hmm. and just do it. And then send it over to someone like Keegan to repurpose or send it over to someone like me to blast out the things and whatnot. But like, you know, I mean, Keegan, I, I did my research on you beforehand. You do great work. I mean, it's not, you know, Thank trying you. to promote yourself, but you do great work and you know, like repurposing content to small, the, the bite-sized chunks. Mm-hmm. Just get content together and then get to the young whippersnappers like Keegan who love to do this stuff and have him make something of it. I mean, it's a perfect business model in my opinion. Hundred percent, and with that too, it's for any anybody listening that doesn't know where to start. You just have to start. You it's like anything start. in life. The best way to figure stuff out is by failing. <sighs> and in marketing, like when we run campaigns for our clients or whatever, like I'm trying to fail. Like I want to find the winners. So the faster I lose, the faster we find the ones that win. Yeah, fail fast is the term. Yeah. Exactly. So one of the questions that you that was on your profile. It was talking about social media. Why does that need to be distributed across rented media? Can you just talk about rented media as a whole? And then why does that need to be distributed across? Well, when you think about it, you don't have to, you have to know where your ICP is, you, you know, mm-hmm. your individual customer profile. And you need to know where they are, where they, where they play. 
But they might play on LinkedIn if you're B2B. But they may also be on Instagram. And they may also be on Mastodon. They may be on Threads. They may be on a number of different places. Alignable, for that matter. And you need to kind of spread your content out and make sure that, like, you know, TikTok, for example, like, you know, TikTok and YouTube Shorts, you can usually repurpose that stuff around a little bit. But other stuff, you know, I put TikTok stuff on LinkedIn and it converts just fine. But, like, it's distributing it so that people can find you where they want to find you. It's not about you. It's about them. 100%. And if anybody is, like, that's too much time, whatever, you can hire a virtual assistant from wherever in the world for three, four bucks an hour that can do that all day for you. Yeah. They love over it. And, and that's again. a lot for them. And, it's, and you know, three or four bucks for them, don't feel bad. In the Philippines, three or four bucks is more like 20 bucks. Exactly. It's above the minimum wage, at least in, our, in my country, in yeah. Canada. And so it's <laughs> a lot of times I've been like friends are like, oh, what do you pay your employees? I'm like five bucks US an hour. They're like, oh, that's nothing. I'm like, well, if you do the math, you do the conversion rate, like they're making good money. They live a good life. Yeah. Like seriously, I mean, the landscapers in America, they're coming out from you know, South America. Their kids are going to private school. Mm-hmm. They're getting paid $15 an hour. And it's like, that's nothing for the grueling work they do. They send that money back to Mexico to, you know, Argentina, wherever they're coming from. And those kids are living the good life. 100%. Absolutely. So with social media, where do you see it going in the next kind of few months to kind <laughs> of the no next idea. couple of years? I would have said before Elon took over Twitter and we were before the pandemic, I would have had a better answer on where the hell everything's going. I have no <laughs> idea. I, I think Threads is going to federate with the metaverse. With the, no, Meta is going to federate with the Fediverse terms. Um, <laughs> I think that you know things are going to federate more. Things are going to be more in, it's interoperable. Ideally, I think LinkedIn might buy Alignable. I think I think Alignable, which is a, is more of a local U.S. Canada um, local business LinkedIn competitor. I think they're going to be bought eventually by LinkedIn because they have a specific niche that LinkedIn can't seem to capture is the small businesses. And it's vibrant right now. And I'm, I'm shocked mm-hmm. that, you know, five years ago, Lenable was garbage. And now mm-hmm. it's like really doing well. They do have their um, geographic areas, a little too tight. Like there's Doylestown Borough, there's Doylestown, and then there's these little towns all around. Now, those little towns all around don't need their own communities. They can all be part of Doylestown. So I'm going to have a talk. I'm going to have a call with them. I'm like, guys, like Dublin, Pennsylvania, which is a very small little hamlet, has like five people in the community, which is like 10 minutes up the road. It's like, no, combine these into a central Bucks region. Yeah. It's just, you know, but overall, you know, I think that there are going to be more niche social media sites out there. Like Mastodon, you can have your own server and run your own instance of it and connect to everybody else on there. Like mine is s3th.me, and that's my own little instance of Mastodon that I I control. Mm-hmm. My moderation policies, which are none because it's just me on there. So it's good. I mean, I, I but to, to tell you where things are going to be in the next month, I have no idea. And I think that's a, that's a big misconception. A lot of marketers like to think that they can predict everything. Yeah, not now. Yeah, whether it's trends, whether it's like looking at a batch of creatives, it's 
like we were talking about earlier, you need to fail and need to fail fast because that's when you'll understand what actually works. Amen. Exactly. So to end off, I always like to ask one question on entrepreneurship. Yeah. How has entrepreneurship changed your outlook on life? Oh, it's giving the, I love this because I do a podcast on entrepreneurship. So it's kind of funny. And it's the other question I've asked sort of like that too, but um, it's scary as crap, but <laughs> it is fun, rewarding, and and you have to fail fast. You have to be willing to pivot and change things up and all that. But the outlook on life, you know, I'm able to be home. My kid's home today because we don't know how to deal with snow in, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, in Calgary, I'm sure it's like, oh, oh, it's five feet of snow. Oh, whatever. Go, go, go get to school. Yeah, going to hockey. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, we had like five inches and they canceled school today. I'm like, oh my, oh God. my God. Five inches. I mean, granted, it's icy, but like in the back yeah. roads in the country are bad. But I'm like, put jeans in the tires and get going, guys. Come on. <laughs> but ultimately, I'm able to be home for my kid when he's home, which is nice. And I'm able to have the freedom to freak out about where the heck money's coming from. So. Hundred percent. No entrepreneurship. Like it, it's scary. It's uh, you and you're young, so you, you have a lot, lot, long time. You know, but you you're doing it at the right time to do mm -hmm. it. Is to play with it. You know, you can always get a job and do it on the side hustle. You can always pivot. Like, like I'm 42. You know, I'm like no one wants to hire me now. I'm too semi ways. So. <laughs> no, hundred percent. It's like that's another underrated thing. Um, if anybody's listening, you're a little bit younger. My advice is to bet on yourself, gain the skills, gain the knowledge. Cause then even if you go flat broke, can't get a client to save your life, you have the opportunity to get a really good job because you have those skills and actual mm -hmm. experience. And I would, I would hire to... people because they were entrepreneurs first. Cause they are, they think outside the box. hundred percent. I have a, I have a really good working relationship with a big marketing firm here in Calgary. And it's every time I go in, like, cause we're working on a few clients together. It's like, I would hire you in a heartbeat if you, if you went, like I just said, if you went flat broke or if you wanted a job or whatever. And it's never thought that I, it nice, would be nice possible. feeling to have. It's nice feeling to have. Exactly. Awesome. Well, Seth, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Um, we really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Keegan.